0: Hi, I'm Sarah Shea.
1: And I'm Strangely Duisberg.
0: Welcome to the Pilot House.
1: podcast where we watch all the shows we miss the first time around.
0: And try to figure out where the heck they were going with this.
1: this what do we know? We, this show is about witches. Yeah. I'm three of sure. them, I think. Three? There's three witches.
0: Three witches? Maybe they're sisters.
1: Okay. Uh, I know that it takes place near San Francisco. I didn't know that. Um... And this was like the show that this. I feel like when Buffy was on, this show was like the other show that, like, the fans of it were like our rivals. Mm. Like us, Buffy fans were like the rivals of the Charmed fans.
0: Yeah, I didn't get into Buffy until later, so yeah. I I had no sense of that. But that makes sense.
1: I feel like Charmed was the show that we were like our show's better than your show. Sure, but I don't can't know have if two that's... shows
0: about ma- magic.
1: No. no, and I don't know if that's actually true. <laughs> Like, like, if they were, I just, that's like the vague memory I have. Yeah. um I've never watched any of Charmed that I know of.
0: Me either. I, aside from possibly catching a few seconds or a minute of it while flipping channels. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any of this. I know that there's three witches and they're all brunettes, so maybe they're sisters. Uh-huh. I know that. There's somebody, one of them is named Prue, because what the hell kind of a name is that? And I know that Shannon Doherty is on the show, but not at the start. She comes on later, maybe?
1: Okay. So, basically, we don't know yeah, like, we don't, anything about we this. We don't know Jack about Charmed. So,
0: There's magic. It's maybe a little cheesy, I'm hoping.
1: I'm hoping it's really cheesy. Yeah. All right. Let's let's uh, let's go watch this.
0: Strangely, let's go get Charmed.
1: Says Netflix. The first episode is called "Something Wicca This Way Comes." Sisters Prue and Piper Halliwell have recently moved into their dead grandmother's old Victorian home in the San Francisco Hills. I, okay.
0: That was charming.
1: Aw. <laughs> I'm I'm charmed.
0: I, it was charming in a very '90s way. It is. <laughs> So '90s with the belly shirts and the spaghetti straps,
1: but also early 2000s because, like, on well, Six sure. Feet Under, it's, all the ladies dressed that yeah, way as well. Well, and I mean, so if it was '98, it was yeah. a, it
0: was a liminal cu- time.
1: Liminal time.
0: A <laughs> hot take. I gosh, it's everything I thought it would be. I mean, it's everything that you would expect out of a. a like late 90s WB supernatural show. The first couple of lines out of every character's mouth was less like actual human speech and more to convey exposition, but it managed to do both.
1: As a chef who is <laughs> aspiring to get hired at a restaurant. Yeah,
0: yeah it's like every everything <laughs> they say, like, well... You know what about Phoebe? Look, our sister moved to New York, (laughs) and I don't want to see her. It's like it was every line was, you know, getting that point across. And the effects were cheesy, and it was just they there were tropes right and left. It was everything I thought it would be, and not in a bad way.
1: Yeah. That being said, I felt that everything was like my hot take on it was it was used to very good effect to establish the world, the rules of the world, and. The vibe. They clearly knew their special effects didn't look great. But you know what's going on. I mean, it's one of those things where we get into the era of giant CG swoopy camera battles. Geography becomes so unclear. And sometimes just knowing, like, okay, he's there, she's there. His face is C I CGI-ified.
0: Also with a pilot, a lot of times they'll get better with the effects later true they haven't quite figured out what they're doing with the look or whatever of of certain things so there's you know a little bit of leeway there but yeah i I mean it was it was fun yeah it's everything we thought it would be
1: charmed (laughs) episode one something wicked this way comes. something wicca something wicca this way comes comes.
0: it's a a pun strangely i don't know if you picked up on that it's very clever.
1: We open on San Francisco raining in the '90s,
0: and it's really bad rain effects. They couldn't send a second unit down to San Francisco on a day it was actually raining.
1: They probably, yeah, they filmed all their exteriors probably over one long weekend yeah. for the entire series,
0: or they used stock footage. It was extra for rain.
1: We get that opening shot, letting us know what San Francisco. The Golden Gate Bridge is there because mm-hmm. that is the only landmark in San Francisco. Exactly. And then we cut to the inside of a very San Francisco house where we get. I'm going to call her Martha Stewart Witch. We never did get her name. Uh, she's unimportant. She's doing some Martha Stewart magic. She's got oh, a... Oh,
0: it's so... She has
1: a very Martha Stewart living I, uh, she's, altar. Yeah,
0: she's got coiffed blonde hair. Mm-hmm. She's wearing like a like a really nice silk robe. She fed her cat before she started her magic. Get that out of the way. Her apartment is pristine. It looks like a showroom. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful vault. No one lives with, in that apartment. No, so it, she, nothing about it looks witchy. It uh, is... Good.
1: It is it is a fun departure where it's not like she's like living in some hovel with a cat or or, or
0: in a rickety old house yeah. as we see later. She's <laughs> she is a,
1: she's a modern woman. She's a
0: modern witch. The
1: only other detail we get about her is later there's a news report that says that she was a nurse. Mm. So she worked at the hospital. You know, she had a career. She was yeah. career she was doing her thing.
0: Car- a Career witch. Yeah. Sure.
1: She she, she lights. lights all the candles <laughs> with her fingertips. Because magic
0: I wanna say you made fun of the fact that lighting candles with your fingertips seems like a waste of magical energy. But for the show it conveyed really quickly, real magic is happening on this show. Yes. She's not just oh I'm in touch with the earth and I'm just gonna like, you know, do a that's not the kind of magic we're dealing with. She is literally lighting candles with her fingers. They get it out right across Yeah,
1: there's a lot of magic in this world. This is not like some George R. Martin business where it basically will wreck you forever if you do one magic thing. Yeah. This is
0: you know, and so they got it mm-hmm. immediately. There you go. That's true. So she's doing the worst chanting ever. It's very monotone. And
1: a uh, mysterious figure. Is watching her from outside in the rain. and Wearing she... black
0: gloves and a black trench coat because they wanted to convey yeah. with every aspect, bad guy.
1: And the, the mysterious figure then enters her apartment and is sneaking up on her. And then she finishes her chant. She stands up. She turns around. She goes... <gasps> It's you. Oh, it's
0: you. And we think, oh, it was a fake out. It's just going to be her boyfriend or something like that. And then she says, what are you doing here?
1: And then he
0: pulls out the knife.
1: And stab, stab, stab.
0: And she crumples. He walks out and we're like, oh, double fake out.
1: Then we cut to a big old house on a hill. Piper, one of the sisters, arrives home. And she's drenched from the rain. She's home late because she was shopping somewhere. uh, She was shopping in Chinatown for special stuff. Which
0: establishes that she's a chef. She's a chef. And she's trying to get a job. As a chef. Auditioning as a chef. So immediately her excuse for being late is exposition. Love it.
1: Uh, Prue, her older sister.
0: Is trying to fix their chandelier. Her action explains that they're still working on this house.
1: The sisters have like a pretty good relationship. They're kind of chatting about things, Prue says, look, I found our old spirit board in the basement because they can't say Ouija Ouija board
0: because Parker Brothers will sue. This is a gorgeous handmade Ouija board. Well done, props department. Presumably, this is going to be a thing for the rest of the show, but still, it was a beautiful, it was like a slice of an old tree. It is it the best polished. looking
1: piece of production design on yeah, this entire show. Yeah, it has the,
0: uh, the engraving, all the letters are engraved. Really well done.
1: The girls kind of seem ambivalent about it, like, oh, it's our old board. Like oh, that.
0: from what we used, to, we used to play when we were kids, and oh, I found it in the basement.
1: They flip it over. They flip
0: it over, and there's this ridiculously large engraving on the back, which is some cryptic message from their grandmother. About, I hope that this will help you find the yeah, shadows, yeah. give you the light to find the shadows. Something cryptic. And they say, we never did figure out what that inscription meant.
1: Foreshadowing. <laughs> they set it down. They walk away. And the planchette.
0: They keep calling it a pointer in the show. And I was like, it's called a planchette, you guys. <sighs> <laughs> anyway.
1: No, I guys- That sigh was was we were sighing together. We
0: were, oh wait, did we did we establish that the planchette oh, then starts the,
1: the planchette moves on its own after they walk away yeah. with nobody touching. it. And
0: neither of them see it except the audience does and we know, oh yeah, magic shit.
1: Opening credits. Opening
0: credits. Just the 90s the late 90s sitcomiest WBist intro credits. Random snippets of footage from the show, the characters turning around and making a face at the camera, and but not not straight to camera, not no, full house style. It's this, this, clips the from the around, show, clips from yeah. the show, facial expressions that convey what the character is like.
1: Random monsters, bugs,
0: close-ups of candles being lit and various other vaguely witchy things.
1: And then right in the middle of it, there's a shot that is a close-up of. A lady's thigh yeah. as she pulls the skirt down. That
0: was the weirdest one.
1: Just in case you didn't know, the show will be sexy, sexy. as well.
0: <laughs> Occasionally, we will reference sexy things.
1: This ain't your unsexy frumpy witch this, show. This
0: ain't your daddy's W.B. witch show. <laughs> Everything else was pretty much straightforward. It yeah. either conveyed witchiness or showed the characters' faces, mm-hmm. characters reacting to things.
1: In the opening credits, we get the the three main witches: good-looking, stock late '90s guy with spikyish hair. Yeah, the not David Boreanaz of yeah. the show. And then a black guy who seems to know the not David Boreanaz guy. So those were the five that I noticed in the opening credits, those yeah. five people. And the the black guy and the white guy, the two male characters seem to know each other already because they were portrayed as like hanging out in the opening credits. Oh, so there was a I shot was like, of them I was not sitting even... at desks together wearing I... crappy ties.
0: So they're we know they're cops. They're cops. I, I was not even paying that close attention. I was just drinking in the 90sness of it all.
1: Credits finishes and we're back to Martha Stewart, which is house,
0: mm-hmm. which is now and it's a crime, a crime scene. scene.
1: There's police tape. There's flashing lights. There's, yeah.
0: there's a guy there's in a trench coat and, a, off, and he shows his badge to a uniform who goes right this way or whatever.
1: And approaches the black guy that we just mentioned. And we find out that their partner's trench coat white guy is named Detective Trudeau, which was an easy name for me to remember now because the prime minister of Canada is also a Trudeau.
0: Oh, sure is. I didn't catch his partner's name.
1: It's not said in this scene. Okay. But we find out later in the episode that his name is Morris. Morris says, we got a dead body upstairs. She was stabbed. Trudeau goes, oh, but she was a witch. And I bet there was an altar. Yeah. And I- but it's
0: it's Im- Well, it's immediately, before we get into that, it's immediately implied that they're aware that this death is part of a series of deaths.
1: Yes, this, is some sort of, this fits a pattern that yeah, has been occurring. Yeah, because
0: uh, uh, Trudeau says, you know, I was following up a lead. That's why I'm late.
1: Occult shot. Yeah,
0: well, he said... He he, he immediately goes, why didn't you tell me you were following a belief? Well, because you didn't want to hear that I was at an occult shop. It's immediately established that not only is there a uh, occult angle mm-hmm. to these murders, which we have established in, right away, are part of a series. We know that Trudeau is willing to follow up on that aspect of it. And Morris doesn't want to hear it anything about it. No,
1: Morris is not interested.
0: Irrationally so. Like, it doesn't matter whether you believe in magic or not. If there seems to be a thread connecting these Mm -hmm. murders, you're going to follow up on it. And that's one of the things I hate on TV shows or even in movies where they have a character, a cop character, who dismisses actual evidence that is related to a crime because it seems to suggest something occult and they're like, ah, bah, that's all nonsense. Okay, well, even if it's not real you're still ignoring evidence you're not allowed. Don't do that. But
1: then I feel like Morris sort of has a little bit of a change of heart Regarding Trudeau's position, because Trudeau knows the way that the person was killed, what was near the person when they were killed, without even yeah. seeing he's the crime scene. He's describing it, he says. Because it fits this pattern that yeah, he's already he put together. Yeah, he
0: killed with a, with like a double aged blade, which is called this. Wasn't there an altar nearby? Wasn't there this?
1: Mm-hmm. The one other thing that we noticed about this scene is that they're slightly adversarial about this, this occult sticking point in the investigation, but they have a really oddly comfortable bromance where yeah. their faces are a lot closer oh, together they, than. Yeah,
0: they get real close
1: to each they other. Thought, I. I kind of thought it was going to be like a gay cop couple thing. Not in
0: 1998. The thing that I thought was odd was I couldn't tell if they were supposed to be partners or Morris was his superior.
1: Yeah, it was an unclear relationship because in that scene.
0: They they seem about the same age, which on a show like this, if they wanted to immediately convey that Morris was his superior, they would. Have, I think they would have cast an older actor. Right but he was kind of acting like an older ah, i'm too get too old for this shit right <laughs> uh, kid you don't understand how it is no nah, occult business is nonsense it seemed like he should have been an older guy mm-hmm. which might have been it's the wb and they want everyone to be young and sexy he said something about all right well next time you follow up on a lead you tell me first which that was that line made me think is he a superior but i think they actually are supposed to be partners the wb which maybe the, just doesn't they're... know how cops work right at the end of that scene
1: a reporter a reporter walks
0: him. up and says yeah, I'm from the whatever chronicles. You care to comment? And he said, "A woman was killed. End yeah. of story." Yeah, and no he says, comment, basically. Yeah,
1: no. He
0: but he repeats his partner's line, and the reporter says, "Yeah, but this is the third one in th- in right. three weeks." And they have a little, just a little bit of tension there.
1: So then we cut back to the girls at the house. Mm-hmm. Piper is saying that they should get a third roommate because it's a big house and they they need a little bit more money coming in.
0: But it's obvious immediately to me anyway she goes so i was thinking we should get a roommate it's obvious she's actually talking about
1: something else and prue says who and piper says how about phoebe who is their third sister who who we've
0: established already is not around
1: prue says no not phoebe and besides she's in new york she's in new york piper says well actually she's not uh she's moving back here and oops i kind of already invited her to live with us and, and,
0: oops, I've known about this for a couple of weeks. And, oops, I only mentioned it to you this very second, which is right before Phoebe strolls right in. It's So she strolls perfectly right in. Timed.
1: Prue is pissed. Yeah. As yeah. if to underscore Prue's already annoyance sort of not quite having it that Phoebe is there, the first thing Phoebe does is say, oops, the taxi, and imply that she can't pay for the taxi that she's just had bring her there. Yeah. So Piper... Runs out to pay for the taxi, grabbing Prue's purse.
0: Which that was, that seemed like a Phoebe move. It seemed weird. Like she goes, I'll take care of it, grabs a purse, and Prue goes, That's my purse. Piper just goes like, eh, and takes the purse. Oh, that's
1: right. Then, then Phoebe says, Phoebe I'll, says I'll,
0: pay I'll pay you back, which is a nice gesture, even if Prue clearly doesn't believe her because they've got history. It seemed like a weird move for Piper considering the rest of the character. Yeah.
1: But it did seem like the first time you see all three of them interacting, I was getting a very sister vibe from all of them in terms of how there was all this weird hierarchy of interaction and everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. It felt very family very quickly, and which I think that's, they n- nailed it.
0: Yeah, that's where we had the conversation about who's o- oldest, who's youngest. Right.
1: We paused the show there and we're like, okay.
0: <laughs> Prue's obviously the older sister. Yes. Because she's being very in charge and going, mm-hmm. no, yes, this is what happens. Phoebe's got to be... The younger, the youngest, flightiest sister. She's running off having adventures, not caring or whatever. And in the
1: middle, you've got Piper. Piper is
0: the one caught in the middle trying to be the peacekeeper.
1: Right. Although. Not very good peacekeeping, Piper. No.
0: There were some later lines that actually made me wonder if um, it was actually a slightly different dynamic, which is. Prue, the oldest sister, Phoebe, just barely younger than her, and so mm. always in her business on her coattails, and mm. them fighting, and baby Piper is the one who's like, can't we all just get along? That can be that right. can be a thing as well. That mm. was that's a little more like my brother and sister. And I. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> So then Prue immediately thinks that Phoebe is just there to get them to sell the house so that they can yeah. all just get some quick cash money.
0: Yeah. She immediately goes, we're not selling Graham's house. It's their, their grandmother's yeah. house that they're living in.
1: Which Phoebe, and Phoebe immediately is, is immediate, like... like that's offended. why you think I came no, home? No, that's not. And
0: it reads as genuine. She's not like, what? Why would you think that? It's... Right. She is actually, like... Happy There's no
1: pinky going to the corner of the lip, as she says. Yeah. That. And then the last thing we see in the scene is all three girls kind of storm off in different directions. Oh,
0: no. There's a very important plot point, which is just spouted right oh, out that's right. with so no ceremony. Phoebe says, I didn't... I never touched Roger.
1: Right. So... And Prue gets annoyed at that. Storms off. We, yeah. Because... Instead of continuing that conversation, Piper comes back in, interrupts the conversation. Yeah.
0: But the the two pieces of information we get out before Piper interrupts is Phoebe says, I never touched Roger. I know that that's what that Armani wearing slug of a man or whatever however yeah. she describes him.
1: Stuffed shirt. Said.
0: Stuffed shirt. Said. But I didn't. So now we know that Prue had a guy and the guy claimed that, you know, Phoebe made a move on him. Mm-hmm. And that's what caused their... Rift.
1: So then we cut to an exposition TV saying Martha Stewart Witch was a nurse, and now oh, she's dead.
0: Amazing. Such a classic move. TV on in the background. Phoebe 100% not watching the TV. She just turned it on, and and it's a, a news report a about a murder, and she's barely even... She's just like... She's like fixing her hair in and the mirror or something. He's standing
1: there going, blah, 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 blah.
0: Blah, blah, blah. A woman was killed in the yeah. She was a nurse. Exposition, then exposition.
1: Piper comes in.
0: She says... Oh, that's my boyfriend. And points... Points at the TV.
1: Yeah, we had We both thought it was Trudeau. Trudeau and the reporter. They're
0: both, like, blandly attractive, same height, brownish, light brownish hair. Like, you know, they... they uh, they're, It's, like, practically like, like looking in a mirror. I bet you these guys have been to a lot of the same auditions. And when she goes, oh, hey, that's my boyfriend, on the TV, we both thought she met the cop. Yes. <laughs> and we find out later, it's actually the reporter.
1: Piper has brought Phoebe something to eat, and they're sort of having food. They're talking about how
0: Phoebe and Prue don't have a good relationship, and
1: she says, well, I don't need a mother now. I need a
0: sister. So that scene establishes that, yes, Prue is the oldest sister, and their mother died?
1: Something. They're
0: not super clear. They make it clear later that their dad is still around and that he left their mother. They talk about their mother in the past tense later in the episode, but they don't establish what happened. As far as we can tell, their mom died when they were relatively young and Prue is described as practically sacrificing her childhood in order to raise the two of them, although they were also raised by their grandmother. It's, Unclear, there's but there's
1: a lot of role ambiguity.
0: Yeah, I'm that not... seems
1: to serve each scene as opposed to establishing a coherent. That is a good point. Timeline.
0: What they're mostly trying to establish, rather than a plot, is the characters' right. interactions. Prue acts like she's their b- mother. And that's what Phoebe doesn't like. She goes, right. well, I don't need a mother, I need a sister. She does establish, like, why didn't you tell her I was coming home? And Piper says, what, and have her change the locks? Which seems extreme, but maybe we're supposed to believe that Prue really would do that. She's Which like, well, seems contradicted
1: enough. by the fact that the next thing that happens is that Prue arrives... With some extra blankets for Phoebe. Yeah. And says, this is the coldest room in the house. Here's some blankets. Yeah.
0: Prue's softening a little. She still cares about her sister. Right. It's not that bad a rift, you know.
1: We cut back to the detectives. They this are is,
0: now in the apartment.
1: Yes. This is when we learn that uh, Detective Trudeau's partner is named Morris. hmm And Detective Trudeau, his theory is that the murderer isn't just killing women. He's specifically killing witches. Mm-hmm. Hence all the witchy stuff around all of them. That is right. the pattern.
0: Morris is still being like, no. He's just a serial
1: killer. He's, he's just on a, serial a spree. Killer. He's just a serial killer. They're just women. And then this is when Trudeau brings up the, do you believe in UFOs?
0: Yeah. Which is possibly the most, the best and most realistic and most like human actual speech line in the entire episode which he asks him do you believe in ufos and morris says no "No." and he goes do you believe there are people out there who believe in ufos and he said yeah but i think they're freaks and he goes well can't you then imagine that there are people who think that they're witches or people who believe in witches or believe that they are witches and morris is is like
1: pertinent buddy
0: fair enough good freaking point because morris is being irrational before that
1: the timeline of this whole conversation between them seems to happen over the course of like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. He did come around to accepting the point of view relatively quickly.
0: Yeah. Ooh, they point out the cat.
1: The cat has a very large medallion around, like an uncomfortably large medallion a, around it.
0: Irrationally neck. large tag.
1: A weird with a Celtic knot.
0: Really. Uh, Triangle. Cliche symbol. It's like, they didn't even try to make it unique to the show. Like I'm pretty sure I've seen that exact thing on Celtic jewelry elsewhere. It's clear. They made the tag huge so that people could see the icon on tiny 90s tvs because that same icon that same celtic knot thing was on the spirit board air quotes. quotes at the sister's house it's the same symbol
1: so then we cut back to the girls at the house Piper and Phoebe are sitting at the table and they've got the non-trademark uh, infringing spirit board yeah. on the table yeah and, and they're
0: just playing around with it they're, they're just... moving
1: the planchette around and they're kind of arguing like you're moving it no I'm Yo, not
0: you used to always move it yeah. Phoebe you know and they're just goofing off <laughs> Piper and... walks into the kitchen and Phoebe goes I already forgot what did you ask? And Piper says, I asked if Prue would have sex with someone other than herself this year. Whoa, oh, WB, sassy. Oh. <laughs> while, Piper is, ooh,
1: while Piper is out of the room, the planchette moves of its own accord and starts flying around the board yeah. underneath Phoebe's fingers. And Phoebe yells that it moved itself. And Piper says, no, I yeah, don't think uh-huh. so. You
0: always move. used to move it. But
1: then Phoebe sounds so alarmed that not only Piper, but also Prue enters the room
0: room. and the first thing prue says is what have you guys done now yeah mom
1: so (laughs) they look nothing happens as soon as they look away it moves itself again and then they look nothing happens prue's like uh you're being ridiculous leaves
0: phoebe is like no it absolutely moved it
1: spelled out a t and then out of the corner of piper's eye piper sees it move a little bit and then it moves some more.
0: Then Phoebe actually takes her hands away right. from it, and, and it, it starts, starts to move. moving on its own. Piper sees it and goes, "Oh, holy shit, Prue, you get better get back in here." And then Prue, I think, also sees it. Maybe no, Prue it doesn't
1: finishes moving before Prue sees it.
0: But at this point, Phoebe has been writing the letters that it was spelling out. She turns the piece of paper around and says, "It's trying to tell us something," and it says,
1: "Attic." Attic. So uh, right as that happens, the thunder rumbles, lightning crashes, and and the the power goes out. out. Yes. Phoebe is immediately like, we have to check out the attic. And Piper says, no, that's how everybody in horror movies dies.
0: Which is a really excellent point, actually. So we
1: we have (laughs) already established, this is an important... I think point for this universe that we have established that the people in this universe have seen movies, Mm -hmm. have encountered stories of the supernatural before it's one of those really strange conceits that a lot of fantasy or sci-fi properties have characters who are encountering a thing that we have all seen in a million medias that they don't reference. So for instance, uh, I've not watched it, but it's my understanding that on the walking dead show, no one ever, ever, ever says the word zombie. Never no one in that universe has ever seen or read or heard any story yeah with zombies
0: yeah zombies do not exist in that universe
1: yes except for the fact that they actually exist in the universe but zombies as a, as a, as a fictional, fictional construct,
0: construct do not exist yeah
1: so the fact that this universe has established that these girls watch horror movies yeah that, that you know it's kind of that uh mid to late 90s scream, effect. The conceit of characters being aware of the type of genre of thing that they are in Mm -hmm. was something that I feel like a lot of mid to late 90s television programs really wanted to plant their flag on Hmm. very quickly. There's a similar line in the first episode of Buffy.
0: And then for some reason, so yeah, they say, you know, that's what happens in a horror movie. We're not gonna go up to the attic. And Piper starts talking about wanting to go to her... She wants to, like, go check on her boyfriend. That was not clear why. No. uh, She's like... I'll go wait in the cab outside his apartment until he gets off work or something. It's like Yeah,
1: Piper just wants out of the house. She doesn't want to be in a dark, oh, dark I, house Oh, Oh, that's what it is. She just night. wanted to go
0: to her boyfriend's house. She, I'm going to my boyfriend's house. Yeah. You can't. I'm
1: sick of being yeah. here where the power keeps failing. Yeah. Uh, Prue wants to go down to the basement, which also not a good idea. Well,
0: but it's it's but it's more she rational. She wants to check the fuse box, and she needs someone to hold
1: a flashlight for her. That's so. what you do.
0: Piper says, I'm not going down there. Take Phoebe. She can hold the flashlight. And Phoebe right. says, uh-uh, I'm taking this flashlight right up to the attic. Her reasons for wanting to go to the attic are, I'm not waiting for some handyman to open the door because they've established that the door to the attic is stuck and they have not been able to get up there in the three months they have been in the house. I'm not waiting for some handyman to open the door. Not clear why. Uh, And I'm sure not waiting until tomorrow. Also not clear why. Both of her excuses are non-reasons. But she stomps off up to the
1: attic. Alone. Tries to
0: open the door. It's stuck. It's stuck. As soon as she turns around to walk away...
1: The door uh, opens itself. The attic is huge. I'm pretty
0: sure the attic is larger than the house. Nothing is in boxes. It's a classic grandma attic in a movie. There's furniture, but nothing is uh, covered with sheets either. Like a dressmaker's dummy, a
1: big trunk pretty sure this is going to end up being their like secret magic hideout so much room for magical activities. it's
0: just a lo- way more open space than you ever ever seen in an attic there's but
1: like a beam of light shining of on light. a big box phoebe goes over to it opens it and inside is a massive book and on the cover of the book is, is the same symbol as was on the cat's little tag
0: and on their spirit board
1: so it's like very clearly established and it says uh it's the book of shadows
0: yes yeah, she opens it up they didn't put as much effort into this prop as they did the spirit board. I no, gotta not say, nearly. it doesn't look nearly old enough. Like the pages are all really crisp. Yeah, it's not that. She does blow some dust
1: off the top before yes, she, she opens does. it, and then she immediately starts reading Allowed, aloud because which...
0: that's always a good idea. <laughs> she, who's, who's. Just been reminded of how horror movies work. Yeah, immediately starts reading aloud. It's
1: like that. At least it's in English. Reminds me of the <laughs> Fran Cran's line in Cabin in the Woods. He says, "I'm gonna draw a line in the sand. Do not read the Latin." So she reads the incantation inside the front cover, and it's it's saying a lot of magical stuff. But the 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 key point that I got from the incantation was that there are there are witches three, mm-hmm. and that. By reading this incantation, it will call their powers to them.
0: It will draw them together or yes. something like that.
1: As she finishes reading the incantation, our view goes to downstairs in the house. There's a picture of the three of them standing kind of far apart. Weirdly far apart mm-hmm.
0: in front of the house. Magical Photoshop. They are literally drawn closer yeah, together. So, they're, <laughs> so like... they're standing right next to each other.
1: Yeah. Something that none of them ever see, but we are basically being given an incredibly on-the-nose visual representation.
0: Very heavy-handed hint that they're literally going to get closer together, you guys.
1: (laughs) As this happens, we see a view outside the house. The witch killer is standing there, big trench coat. Black trench coat with his black gloves and his black boots in the rain. He's standing in front of their house. But then back to inside, the other girls come upstairs. She has the book. She has, she has read from it. She says, oh, look, this thing, which is like, we're, we're, we're witches you guys yeah
0: it's it's amazing Phoebe she's is com- immediately, immediately on board, board. Yeah. they get up to the attic she's like look guys I read this thing it said we're witches and like witches it's the full moon it's a it's a yeah, it's we sh- midnight we need to do this right I now I think I think if there was a time we were going to receive our powers and this was something that you and I were not clear on when the show started we didn't know if they knew they were witches or not right. we knew they we were witches because that's the show we didn't know if they knew that or if they had any sense of it were they raised with a, a family joke about everyone being witches, right. all we knew is they had a spirit board and they didn't know what the inscription right. meant, but we weren't sure. And this line actually made me think, oh, well, and the fact that we thought the cop was the boyfriend and right. he seemed pretty down and knowledgeable about occult stuff, right. we're like, okay, so maybe they do know they're witches, but like they haven't, but they don't believe it. They know it's a thing, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, if we were ever going to receive our powers, it was going to be now. And they're like, right. what? What are you talking about? Receive what? What powers? And she's like, I think we're witches. And the other girls go, What the hell are you talking about? Shutting that down. It's weird how on board Phoebe is from the get go.
1: My read on it is that um, because next we see Prue and Piper both have jobs, careers. They're like they've got things in their lives. They've got things going on. They have jobs, careers, boyfriends, or whatever.
0: She just moved back home from New York. She addresses. She has one bag with her, not even a suitcase, like a backpack or a purse. Yeah. And when she first shows up, Prue had said, like, is that all you brought with you? And she, she can't says, even afford
1: a full shirt. She
0: says, this is all I own. She's, she's later wandering around the house on a cold, rainy night wearing a midriff-bearing belly shirt and pajama pants. And I pointed out... That didn't look comfortable for lounging around the house. Strangely pointed out it was the 90s. And I said, yeah, I had belly shirts in the 90s, but I didn't wear them when I was just lounging around. I didn't wear them to sleep. But he pointed out she didn't bring a lot of stuff with she her. Doesn't she doesn't have said. a lot of stuff. Yeah. So she hasn't got a lot going on in her life. So sure, she'd be more open. There's no moment of, what is this nonsense? And then she sees something that makes her believe. She's just on board from the get-go.
1: So then the other girls are like, oh, we don't... Don't be ridiculous. Like, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, this is nonsense. And, like, we're not doing this. Uh-huh. And then it cuts to outside and the killer walks away from the house.
0: And this was an interesting thing because previously the killer had been shown a very, like, st- kind of static and threatening mm-hmm. ways. And in this, he puts his hands behind his back and kind of strolls off down the street in a very not threatening way. Yeah. And it seemed like, oh, that's odd you know he's not acting like a serial killer he's right like it's very odd casual checking on the house but then doesn't go in he just strolls off
1: cut to morning and it's a sunny morning and it's not raining phoebe is sitting outside on the front porch
0: with a cup of coffee cup of coffee still in her belly shirt and pajama pants
1: mm-hmm. wearing socks and sandals <laughs>
0: adidas sandals it was one of the more 90s moments in this whole episode it was beautiful piper comes out clearly with bags with a purse ready to go out for the day and says you're up early and Phoebe says, I never went to sleep.
1: Because Phoebe has been up all night.
0: Reading the Book of Shadows, which in addition to being like a spell book is also like their family history. And she is caught completely up on their whole family story. She knows everything. She knows everything now. We don't... That was one thing that I would thought was a little. It was a little cheap. There's some cheap moments in the show with the exposition. They also. She's like, look. So there was this witch, of sev- you know, many hundreds of years she ago. Prophesied and she that prophesied there would be three that there would wizards. be three witches. Every witch in her family would get stronger and stronger until there would be three with the powers of mm-hmm. but this to stop time, to move things, and to see the future. Three specific powers. Three S- sisters. She's like, I think we're the three. And Piper is like, don't be ridiculous. That's You're... Talking yeah. nonsense. Phoebe is completely on board. She is absolutely. She has drunk yeah. the Kool-Aid. We're gonna be the super team. Yeah, we're gonna be. We're gonna be the good witches. And the Piper's like, okay, that's nice, weirdo. I have to go to work now, or to go to her audition. Yeah. Which I realized we left something out from her first expositiony scene. True, For- in that first scene, mentions. Oh, by the way, your boyfriend sent flowers and a gift. We are establishing here that he is a perfect boyfriend because he has sent An a dozen elderly. red roses and a bottle of a very fancy port, which, which
1: is a, a, a key ingredient in the sauce
0: that she is going to be making yes. for this audition. So he doesn't just send her a fancy port. He sends her something she needs to clinch this audition. Right. So perfect boyfriend.
1: Piper leaves uh, to go to her audition yeah. armed with the bottle of special port from the yes. perfect boyfriend. We then cut to Prue at work pre-works at a museum, there's artifacts and stuff. We, I, I
0: thought we were immediately going to get into some artifact which yeah, stuff. Yeah, I
1: thought for sure that was going to, she was going to like, yeah. some ancient tablet or something. Yeah. But instead, the we find out that the museum is more successful than it's ever been.
0: She's done all this work both on the collection itself and bringing mm-hmm. money in. It's all about her. And we are hearing this from this smug blonde asshole that she's walking around
1: with. Tells her that she's been to, so
0: successful
1: that the board no longer thinks that she is up to the task of managing This newly awesome collection Despite
0: the fact that she's the one who made it awesome They want someone more qualified To handle this now awesome collection The
1: more qualified person turns out to be Smug dickhead Revealed to
0: be the Roger question Earlier who is her ex-boyfriend No
1: ex-fiancé Well
0: we didn't know that until this moment where she says It's you isn't it Roger Then she says when did things change Or something like that Was it when we stopped sleeping together Or Mm -hmm. when I gave you back your ring Boom. We oh no, they were actually engaged. Oh my god! So this guy accused Phoebe of hitting on him or something.
1: Yeah, it's the it's just the Pro- guy's garbage. We know. Presumably immediately the in retaliation,
0: garbage. she must have broken up with him, broken off the engagement, and then he said, "Well, Phoebe hit on me, like to like get or back some, at her." It's, it's not, not made clear. clear, but like, what a garbage human
1: yeah. this guy is. This guy's garbage.
0: And also, we're immediately—I was immediately more sympathetic to Prue because. Holy shit. She's been working with this guy all this time. Right. This guy who ruined her relationship with her sister. She's had to work with him at work. No wonder she's right. so high strung.
1: Pru's like, whatever, and walks away. And as she turns, she wa- She turns her back and walks away. And then we hear a magic noise. And Roger's fountain pen explodes in his pocket, staining yeah. his shirt. Yeah. He pulls it out of his pocket to look at it, and it explodes, explodes all it over his comically face.
0: comically all over his face with, like, periwinkle ink. Justice. <laughs> mm. Which, you know, we're, is our first hint of magical yeah. occurrences. And I love that there was a magic noise in it got a sound
1: effect just so we were definitely sure.
0: Look, guys, this was magic. This wasn't karma.
1: So this was a really quick scene. It cuts to Piper at work at her chef audition, she's, quickly kind of finishing up a thing. and it, It's then,
0: weird. She actually looked, like, really cash. Like, she didn't look like she was in a hurry at all. I thought that was a badly shot scene. But she's she's pouring the port. She's about to add the port to the sauce. Right. And a cartoonish French stereotype walks in. And he says, very handsome, right. with dark hair. And he walks in, your time is up, Miss Hallowelle.
1: So... I know this is not intentional. He was supposed to be actually French, but the way I read the scene is he is just some American asshole who talks that way because he thinks if he's a French chef who sounds French, he'll be cooler.
0: Headcanon accepted. That's better than to imagine that this is an actual French person. She's like, oh, well, I... And he's like, yes, your sauce, blah, blah, blah. He's talking over her and doesn't even listen to her long enough for her to explain. Oh, wait, but just just let me add the port. I didn't get a chance to sure. add it yet. He goes, ah, yes, the port. She goes, oh, but the port. He goes, yes, without which the, the sauce is a salty marinara that tastes like it's from a women's magazine. <laughs> he's... So cartoonishly awful. And I sincerely hope that he is in every episode. Yes. <laughs> because presumably she gets the job. Because yes. what happens next? He's put, he's gotten some of the pasta.
1: And he's about to in eat the it. the sauce
0: on his fork. And she's like, wait, no.
1: Time freezes.
0: She spends almost an irrational amount of time waving her hands in his face and going.
1: Trying to figure out what happened.
0: Then she realizes. I don't know what's going on. But But I can use
1: this situation. So she
0: uses a turkey baster to get some of the port and sprinkle it just on the pasta that's on his fork. I don't think that's how cooking works, you guys. You can just, like, sprinkle a little port and it'll taste like it's been cooked into the sauce, but fine.
1: Time unfreezes.
0: He takes a bite and is like, Mm, magnifique.
1: His demeanor changes. He's like, no, this is, oh, changed my life. Yeah.
0: I don't think, I don't know if he says she got the job, but she got the job. It's
1: obvious. Yeah. So then we immediately cut back to Prue at work at the museum. Mm Mm-hmm. And she walks into Roger's office.
0: Roger is on the phone talking to someone using Prue's own words from the earlier scene, but making them about himself instead right. so of about like, her. I found the investors. I'm the one who put the investors together. I got this collection yeah. together. We all know who's really responsible for all of this. And as he swivels around in his chair, sees Prue has been listening to him this whole time. He and says, like, I gotta call you back. And she goes, I quit.
1: He tries to bully her. He tries to her bully her. He tries to,
0: he, he, you know, a flurry of activity where his character can't even decide what he's doing he bullies her, he threatens her, he Tries to make it up to her. He tries to sweet talk her. He's he's throwing everything at the wall in a very jumbled way.
1: It's not but working. But it's clear that
0: it's, it's not working. And she also makes it clear that he doesn't actually know anything. He's been taking credit for her work this whole time, and he doesn't know anything about it. Because she goes, "Yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to sift through the you know 75
1: 60- CD ROMs." Yeah,
0: and he goes, Freaks out. And the 80 pages of research I left in my office. He looks panicked. We know this guy doesn't know anything. He's been taking all the credit. She's been doing all the work. So she. She bounces.
1: She leaves. She's out in the hall. She's gone. Same magic sound. His tie starts choking him. To
0: the point that he struggles to his desk and has to cut his tie. Tie
1: with a pair of scissors.
0: And somehow the action of cutting his tie makes him flip over backwards in his chair and land on the floor.
1: Comic justice. Then we go back to Piper. She's in a phone booth. Oh, she's in
0: a phone booth, trying trying to call call
1: Phoebe. Phoebe, because she's like, "Whoa, some magic shit just happened."
0: She can't get a hold of her. Steps out of the phone booth,
1: and immediately
0: there's perfect boyfriend. Except it's not the cop, and we had to pause the episode to go. Oh,
1: wait. <laughs> it's the reporter. It's
0: the reporter. Because they start talking and it becomes obvious he's the boyfriend. And it took me a few seconds to go, why does the boyfriend look different in the scene without his trench coat on? Oh, it's because it's that other blandly attractive light brown hair, dark blonde hair, vague white guy actor. It's kind of
1: odd that he's just there. And he says, congratulations on your audition. And she says, well, how do you know that I passed? And he said, you passed. Your recipes are so great. You
0: made your specialty, and anyone who could taste that would know. It's, like, cheesy, but it's still kind of like, okay, he's supposed to be perfect boyfriend. What I thought was odd is that if my boyfriend showed up to where he knew I had to ju- just had a job interview and said, I came to congratulate you on the new job, I would have been like, well, that was very optimistic of you, but luckily you were right, I did get the job. I wouldn't go, how did you know I got the job? I would think he was just being positive. Hey, I came to congratulate you. You did get the job, right, you know? Instead, she acts like... He knows things. They are so wholesome. It's disgusting. Yeah,
1: and then he says like,
0: I know that you got the job because you made your specialty and anyone who tastes your specialty would know that you have true talent or whatever bullcrap. And this is the point where a normal person will put their arms around their girlfriend and be like, I know you're really good at stuff. Instead, they're just standing there like, like yeah. teenagers at prom and she's like, you know it turns me on when you talk about food and then they hold hands and he goes, mmm, burgers, pizza and then they smooch yeah, like how are those old-sumely. that like she's
1: supposed to be this great chef who I think does it was a food. joke
0: maybe it was I, bad yeah, writing it
1: was just ugh uh. And then in that moment, I said, I'm going to call it. I'm going to go ahead and call it now. Yeah. He's the killer.
0: I went, you know what? You're right. I didn't call it, but I agree with you. And I decided to make my own prediction in that moment, which was now that we know that he's the, the, the reporter. The reporter is this boyfriend. I said, well, I'm calling it in that case. The detective is going to end up being Prue's boyfriend. Prue needs a man.
1: We then cut to Phoebe riding a bike. So that's why she didn't get the call. Because it was the 90s and yeah. people didn't have cell phones yet.
0: Although I had theorized that the reason that uh, the timing on her arrival was so perfect is it maybe like well, I guess she could have texted her and said, I'm in the cab on the way to the house, but clearly that's not the case because none of them are shown to have cell phones. Right.
1: Phoebe is out riding her bike and she has this vision. A black
0: and white, slightly staggered footage version of two kids rollerblading and getting a, hit car. By a car. And getting, it was so stretched out.
1: And then almost immediately she sees the two kids, she sees the car.
0: No! Dramatically.
1: Swoops into action, rides her bike in front of the car, wipes out her bike so that the car swerves around around her. her. Which
0: is, why did the car swerve around her and in her vision ran right into the kids?
1: Very odd. It's because she's a woman. Uh, And the
0: driver was a man and he needed to swerve around to protect her. I don't know.
1: The next thing we see is Prue arriving at the hospital to to check on Phoebe
0: yeah she asks you know I'm looking for my
1: sister so again there's the there's like the motherly concern yeah and she, sh- she shows up, so she really does care for all of her talk about, like, she's out of our lives. She yeah. clearly cares a lot. Piper doesn't even know what's happening yet.
0: Although she just might have been the one who is
1: at home. Right as she arrives at the hospital.
0: At the front desk to ask about her sister.
1: Detective Trudeau arrives.
0: Well, he's already standing there, and right. I think the nurse says something like, he says, yes, uh, uh, Detective Andrew Trudeau, I'm uh, you here know, homicide, Dr. here to see doctor Whatever." and And she goes, mm-hmm. Andy? And he turns and is like... So we know right away, not only do they know each other, but the tone of their voice says everything. They got a history, and it's the sexy kind. Mm -hmm. So they immediately start going, oh, such a surprise to see you. How how are you? Oh, my gosh. So heavy-handed. And I went, yep, called it. He's going to be the boyfriend because they obviously used to date.
1: And then he kind of says, like, well, see you around. And they're about to walk away from each other. And he goes, wait. Yeah. Let me buy you a crappy cup of coffee. Yeah. Ah.
0: Yeah. So he buys her a cup of coffee from a vending machine. They continue to chat. She had said, I thought you moved to Portland. And he's like, yeah, well, I came back.
1: Mm-hmm. And then he says, how, are, are you still, still with Roger? Roger? She, how says, did you, how you know? know about... And he
0: goes, ah, oh, I just uh, asked around. And she's like, you checked up on me? It's vi- all very, he obviously, they used to date. Mm-hmm. None of this is actually said. Right. Even by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But it's made really obvious they used to date. He's not over her. He's been checking up on her this whole time using his de- abilities. <laughs> or he could have
1: called her sister. It's not, it's not, it's not made, made totally clear.
0: clear. He, he didn't like run her, <laughs> her An APB name. or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very, very, very flirty and super, super obvious. They really did not want us to think that anything else could be right. going on here, but these two are going to hook up.
1: Cut to Phoebe and Prue out at a bar having a drink at a kind of a fancy yeah, restaurant like, so like yeah, Phoebe's which, fine
0: Phoebe doesn't even have a cast or anything it's not clear why she was even in the hospital
1: she has like a shot of something
0: yeah and, and
1: Prue, Prue has, has a cup of more coffee yeah
0: coffee. And she's trying to say, look, I, you know, didn't anything strange happen to you today? I had a vision. That's why I crashed my bike. I saw something. And she's like, sure, you have a vision, whatever. She goes, did, did you stop time? Did you move any objects? And she's like, no, I didn't. Because, Nothing of course, happened. Prue, the non-believer, is the one who had all of her magic stuff happen when she was looking the other way. Right. So the other girls have actually witnessed the magic. At this point, she has not. And it seems like they're about to, like, really... Make this, it's going to be a, the zero you know, hour when mm-hmm. Prue finally becomes a believer. Instead, three seconds later, she goes, that's nonsense. Now, where's the cream? And the creamer, which is sitting two feet away from them on the bar Slide for some reason, slides down the, down bar. the bar towards her.
1: And, and that's then, it.
0: It's its so anticlimactic.
1: It slides down the bar towards her, which was like, eh. And then as she's staring at it. The cream teleports out of the the yeah. thing and into her coffee, That's, which to weird. me is the most impressive power yeah. she's shown. Not that was a way stuff. more
0: yeah, that was a way more of a level up than just literally moving physical objects. She's like literally no, teleporting, we, we,
1: so we've solved space travel.
0: Yeah, apparently. Which I don't know if that ends up being a thing for the rest of the show. Maybe they they could dial it back for the rest of the show and just be physical objects. So, but
1: suddenly, Prue is like, okay. Yeah. This is happening.
0: She doesn't go, you did that. That's a trick. You had right. magnets under the table. I thought it would have been a really interesting thing if they had saved it till right. the, the epic moment, the battle at the end right. of the episode where Prue has to accept her abilities. But then abilities immediately and instead Prue like, is
1: like annoyed at fe- like, you, did, you this. did this. You turned you me turned into, into a witch. witch.
0: And then, you know, of course Phoebe says, you were born a witch, baby. I was a little and disappointed.
1: Phoebe spouts some more exposition about the book.
0: So there's good witches and the good witches do good things. And there's They're called Wicca. No. Uh, Then there's bad witches, which are called warlocks. Also, no, but fine charmed. (laughs) You're making your own rules here. And the bad witches exist to do one thing and one thing only. Kill good witches and and steal steal their their powers. Which presumably they have another purpose in life, which is to use that power for something. But, no, according to no, Phoebe, no. they just, kill, and they just so, you know, kill them and take uh, their powers. This
1: was the moment where I was like, okay, Phoebe is Captain Exposition, but also it seems like maybe she didn't really thoroughly read the book.
0: I don't know. I feel like I the thought, show actually wanted us to think she read that book and she understands everything now.
1: That that moment made me think like a little bit like, maybe you should read the book a little more carefully, but take some notes next time.
0: Oh, I, I absolutely read it as we were supposed to take everything Phoebe says as gospel, the gospel of the book of shadows at this point.
1: <laughs> the last thing we see in the scene is the cat, Martha Stewart's cat, yeah, is now watching them, following them, following them. on the
0: city street. They're not in the bar anymore. They're just yeah, strolling down the street. Downtown San
1: Francisco. Yeah. The cat has somehow cat is just found just following
0: him. them for some reason. So
1: we cut back to Piper in a cab with Jeremy and she she asks him if he's if he's ever experienced anything weird.
0: And he's like, yeah, it's called Fate or Miracles. Yeah, never mind. I'm not telling my boyfriend about this thing where I stopped time earlier today. He
1: says, why do you ask? And she says, oh, never mind. You wouldn't 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 believe believe me. me. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh. And he says to the cabbie, hey, can we go to this different address?
0: Left up here or something. She's like, why?
1: And he's like, remember the old something... Something building. Oh, I, I want, want to show you the view. You. It has a great view of the city.
0: Which is actually interesting because I thought they did a bad job establishing that they'd only been dating for a few months mm-hmm. because all his activity of being sending roses and sending port and all stuff. And like, really, like, I thought it was establishing that this was a long-term boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Maybe I missed it and they did say that they'd only been dating for a few months. At some but-
1: point in the episode, I didn't write it down, but at some point in the episode, she said that she met him at the hospital... The day their That's grandmother right. went to the hospital. It's
0: when it's when she and Phoebe are doing the spirit board. She goes, yes. How did you meet this guy? Right. Oh, is it was at the hospital? He the was day covering that, a story. Know, and he was covering a story. And that was the first clue that we were wrong about the cop, but I still went, covering a story. That's a weird way to say he was
1: working a case. Working a
0: case. <laughs> I still didn't pick up on <laughs> it. But and then that was the point that they met, and they did establish that Graham only died a few months ago. They haven't been dating that long because he's going, I want to show you the view from this place, which is a new relationship type thing to do.
1: Cut back to Phoebe and Prue. They're now in a like a 24-hour drugstore. Phoebe is picking
0: up her prescription for pain meds. She's not walking on crutches. She doesn't have
1: a... She could be sore.
0: Yeah, but you don't need right. prescription pain medication if you're just sore from tumbling right. off a bike it was a, it's weird
1: i feel like there was like a several days of recovery that got left out of
0: the- yeah they like forgot the prop where she was supposed to have a neck brace or crutches or they went should we give her crutches or a cast no nah, Alyssa milano is too pretty we don't want to yeah yeah <laughs> no she make- looks ugly we- in that
1: neck brace Take yeah, it off. yeah take like, it off it's fine ugh.
0: uh she has some abrasions under her clothes <laughs>
1: <laughs> where
0: yeah they're uh- in the drugstore um they start having a fight while Prue is looking for aspirin for the headache she has because she just found out she's a witch. And they start having a fight and a bottle of aspirin flies Flights off the shelf.
1: into Prue's hand and Phoebe has this moment of realization like, oh, oh, your telekinesis happens more when you're stressed.
0: When you're angry because she just mentioned Roger. Right. I should mention dad and see how you react. Dad is dead Prue says, and then Phoebe goes, he's not dead. He's just in New York. So we've established dad is dead to Prue ever since he left mom. Right. So we know that he left their mom before mom died, which is still unclear when that happened, how young they were when it occurred, although pretty young since Prue was supposed to have raised them. it's, It's still a bit muddled, but we know that dad left and went to New York. And that is why Phoebe went to New York. She said, you're mad that he left. You're mad that I went to try and find him. So we don't know yet if she succeeded in finding dad or right. or failed. We just know that she left New York and came back. So either she didn't find dad or she found dad and didn't like what she found and she left.
1: So so all of this builds to the point. She's just like, dad, 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 Everything falls off all the shelves yeah. all at once. Like,
0: and the two of them act surprisingly blasé about this scene that they have just made three seconds earlier about being witches in a drugstore i just found out i'm a witch they're in the middle of a drugstore
1: we cut back to piper and jeremy they they arrive at this abandoned building
0: yeah jeremy opens the
1: door and piper's like i'm not going there jeremy's like no come on
0: the view's really amazing you just Piper's like what's in there and
1: jeremy says it's a surprise. Yeah,
0: there's a surprise waiting for you. And Sarah they goes, goes, Oh, into-
1: he's definitely the killer.
0: Yeah. It's a surprise. So they get into the rickety like service, service elevator. elevator at this clearly it's a construction site. Nothing about this looks like a romantic outing. It absolutely looks like a murder. And I gotta say, they they were really not doing a good job of painting Piper as not an idiot. <laughs>
1: So the elevator starts going up.
0: He says something casual. They're still just chatting like normal humans. And he says, you're going to love your surprise. I bet you'll tell Phoebe and Prue about it as soon as you see them. Which was a weird thing to say. Which
1: she noticed. She's like, I didn't tell you Phoebe came back.
0: But again, just like with how did you know I got the job? She goes, I didn't tell you Phoebe came home. It's just she's immediately suspicious of him instead of being like, why didn't she tell him that yeah. seems weird it seems weird that she didn't mention to her boyfriend that her sister her third sister right. came home
1: but she goes i didn't tell you she came home." tell you
0: phoebe came home it's absolutely irrational that she right. wouldn't have told him but that needs to be true because that he is then the goes, moment when
1: he goes oops and immediately pulls, pulls out, out the knife,
0: knife. <laughs> yeah it's like all he had to say was yeah dad you you did you said she came home she came home from new york didn't you remember you said it the other day it would have been so easy for him to just do right. a little smattering he, of gaslighting. He gas pulls out his knife. He immediately just, pulls out the knife. She's like, "What's that?" What's
1: yeah? What are you? What are you doing? And he and says, "This just,
0: is this your surprise."
1: Yeah, and he's like, and then he tells her he's collecting powers. Yeah, and to he show em- that he has collected powers,
0: he holds up his hand,
1: and, and all five of his fingers are candles, <laughs> little, flames
0: little flames coming out of them. He, and he just immediately turns. He yeah. doesn't even bother to try and cover. He just goes, "I am a warlock and I kill witches and I'm gonna. I've been waiting for months. I knew as soon as that old witch died, their grand right. that you would soon be receiving your powers and I've been waiting for months. So that does explain why he hit on her. He already right. knew that their grandmother was a witch, found out that she was dying. Apparently, somehow knew that 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 means her the powers would be passed on right to them, um, and that that's why he hit on her. Well, which I I did think was weird. She tells the story earlier about, oh, I was weeping in the cafeteria, and, and he, he gave, gave me, me a napkin. napkin. And Phoebe says how romantic, and she goes, well, it was because the napkin has number on it. And I thought that's tacky, giving a girl your number while she's weeping in a hospital. Yeah, you don't know what she's crying about. Like she, she there's so many reasons someone could be crying in a hospital. Most of them don't open the person up to receiving a stranger's phone number, but. Now we know why he's been courting her for these last three months and right. acting like a perfect boyfriend.
1: So it's all—it's all, it's all, all been come to a head to try to get the three sisters. So he goes for the stab,
0: and she goes no! Boom!
1: Freezes time. Freezes again. time.
0: Instead of her immediately going into panic, fight or flight mode and running away, running away. Anything. She has another moment of oh shit! I stop time. You've already done this once. You've. This should not be a surprise. Anyone, and I think also anyone in that moment, they're about to be stabbed by a crazy person.
1: Would start to get away. They
0: would run. They wouldn't care about, oh my gosh, did I, am I a witch? Did I just stop time? They would start. She goes, okay, okay, what do I do? What do I do? She wastes all this time going, I guess I'll try to climb out. So by the time she gets halfway out of the elevator, he's in motion again and grabs her foot.
1: So that was confusing because he was in motion again, grabbed her foot, but the elevator didn't start moving. Oh, yeah. So she kind of manages to grab like a piece of wood and hit him across the and face. He goes, boom. And he falls back yeah. into the elevator. And she runs away. Cut back to the house. Prue and Phoebe are at home. They're looking for Piper. They're like, Piper, where are you? Piper. And the cat is now in their house. Well, which... she's,
0: and she said, well, she's not here unless she turned into this cat. How'd the cat get in? I don't know. Somebody left a window open.
1: Yeah, they, they have a cat fun. now. They have it's it's a their cat. cat. It's, it's fine. It's a cat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess whether or not you own a cat is really more up to the cat. Yeah. <laughs> so that tracks. Yeah. Right as they're like, well, where, where's where where's Piper? Piper bursts in the door and goes, oh my gosh, you guys, Jeremy's a warlock. Lock <laughs> the
0: doors. Lock all the windows. Oh my God, He's you're in danger. He's coming for us. He's coming for us. He's a warlock.
1: And then we cut back to Jeremy. He somehow has been stuck in the elevator all this time.
0: No, I think he was knocked out by her. She knocked him in the head with a board.
1: Okay, well, something happened. I he- think he was
0: supposed to be just knocked out.
1: So he was knocked out for, he- like, uh, he- pr- presumably an hour? Well, I don't she know.
0: ran home. It's TV magic. People can be knocked out as long as it's Unclear dramatically con- convenient. Right. So he gets up and staggers to the door and mutters, I'll get you, you
1: bitch. <laughs> and then off he goes to... To get to that, to go after them. Cuts back to the the house. It's pandemonium. Everyone's running around saying, we should call the police. No, the police won't believe us. Who should we, go? like, what are we going to do?
0: We have to read the book and find out if it says anything about how to neutralize a warlock.
1: Phoebe comes running downstairs and goes, I found the answer in the book. It's our only hope.
0: They immediately are up in the weirdly spacious attic where now it's where they're doing their ritual. They've set up a bunch of candles. There's a funny bit about, we're short one candle. Oh, I found a a birthday candle. Perfect. Well, I guess Gran was a little short on witching supplies. (laughs) But they have already made, they go, where's the puppet? Which... A poppet is like a voodoo doll, but that is the non, you know, culturally appropriate right. name for one. And the one they have seems to be made out of clay. Yeah, they Play-doh skipped over a lot. Something, they yeah. Over. Where's the poppet? I found it. And they're like reading a spell where they say something about his gift, and it's one of the roses. Mm-hmm. That, that he gave to her, and she presses the rose into the Play-Doh poppet, and they set it in a bowl in the middle of the table, and then, and it, then they go, I hope it works, and it starts sizzling and smoking and everything. And then, everything. It, like,
1: explode. there's, like, fire explodes and out of light it. light
0: and everything, and they're like, well, I guess it worked. We cut to Jeremy, Jeremy running down, like, an alley who immediately goes and like thorns start bursting out out of of his his face and and
1: sides and and everything. And it's
0: gruesome. And I was like, wow, I guess he's just, he's going to die like this. Like, I know he's a murderer, but like, that is a pretty bad way to go with just like thorns. I don't think the girls realized that they were like,
1: right. Killing him in a
0: gruesome way.
1: So then he kind of falls over, but then he gets back up and is like, and keeps running. He's got
0: thorns coming out of his face. Cut back to the
1: girls. Uh, they're, Phoebe picks up the, the pot to like put it away. that
0: has the poppet and the rose in it. And she gets a flash of, of him, him
1: with coming the for thorns
0: running towards them. And she goes, no, the spell didn't work. He's still coming for us. So what do they do? They, they all, all run downstairs and Prue opens the front door.
1: To Why? find him standing there. They don't even
0: try to close the door in his face and lock it. They're just like, oh, no, he's here. We must have our confrontation now. It's this point of the episode.
1: So then, Prue shoves him back with her telekinesis and pushes her sisters behind her and is like, "Get out of here!" She's
0: immediately in control. Yeah. she immediately knows how to use her powers. She's gonna like, she's protect like, gesturing her sisters. with her chin. It's like her epic mm. moment. Kind
1: of shoves him around with it a little bit, and then he keeps coming. All three
0: of them run up to the attic
1: and they pile just like, like you are not bunch supposed
0: of... to do in a horror movie. <laughs>
1: they they put a ski across the door.
0: And then some furniture, like two small pieces of furniture. Yeah, honestly, it, and a, a sufficiently strong human could have dealt with yeah. that. But instead, he's on the other side with some kind of spooky demon voice. Yeah, '90s which un- scary '90s voice. Unfortunately, did not have the desired effect. It was supposed to sound like a spooky demon voice. And instead, it made him sound like a surfer with a slightly deeper voice. I don't know what they were going for with that sound, but it was so off base. He's like, don't you girls know? I'm too powerful. Did you think a little dresser would get in my way? As he telekinesisly moves it. Super unthreatening. I am laughing out loud
1: at this point in the episode. He slides all... He uses telekinesis to slide all of the things blocking the door out of the way. And then... Explodes the door of yeah. magic. He
0: thr- he, yeah, it's just the threatening. They slowly, the, everything moves out of the way. And then, yeah, the entire door bursts into nothingness but, via his magic. And he's got some real half-assed special effects making his face look... Weird. More comical than anything, to be honest. So he
1: comes in, he's like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> and then...
0: He's still this blandly handsome... Blondish dude yeah. wearing a, a periwinkle cable knit sweater that just has some thorns yeah. in it. Now he's supremely unthreatening, even in this moment. Yeah, they really should have done something to make him look more physically so threatening. The at girls that point. are
1: like, "Oh no!" And then uh, Phoebe or one of them says, "But, but so our powers will combine." Yeah, like a they, Voltron. Yeah, and- they
0: they have no reason to think <laughs> this. They just go, "Remember what the inscription said: the, the power, power of three, three will, will set, set us free. free." And the three of them. Take hands and And just start start repeating that. that. They just start repeating that over and over and over. They have no reason to think that this will work. They're just grasping at straws. They repeat it over and over while he's sending flames. And Jeremy's laughing at them and they're la- and, He's laughing. Yeah. And he's his stance is really wide. <laughs> and his arms are kind of akimbo. Standing like and a he's, sumo wrestler. He's saying like a sumo wrestler, like a cartoon gorilla more than anything. Going, don't you girls understand? I am more powerful than you could possibly imagine. We will come for you in shapes you cannot fathom. It's so comical. I'm... Laughing out loud in earnest right now, I can't handle how ridiculous this scene is.
1: And then they explode him, like bits of Roger flying, Jeremy, bits Jeremy of Jeremy what? flying everywhere. Yeah, like it's,
0: the power of three will set us free. The they say that enough times.
1: Set us free.
0: He just explodes.
1: And then, uh, woo! Glad that's over. Cuts to the next morning yeah. as Prue comes out of the house. Everything's fine. To get the paper. Yeah. She picks up the newspaper, which looks weirdly yellowed and old. Yeah. And
0: I'm waiting for her to open it up and see a headline.
1: Famous television reporter disappears. Yeah. Or anything. I,
0: I wanted some resolution of the murders. Like, I wanted Jeremy yeah. to be held accountable. I didn't want him to just be exploded in an attic. I wanted him to be held accountable right. by the forces of law for the murders. I wanted S- the families of his victims to know that he did it television reporter right. was revealed to be murderer somehow she'd never even on un- it's it's Chekhov's newspaper right. she right. never even opens it
1: detective trudeau shows up. shows up in front of her house and he's She's like, like
0: oh, hey hi, and instantly Andy. very flirty again flirty flirty flirt flirt can i buy you dinner Ooh, i don't know about that it's just my life has gotten really complicated right. and he's like oh gotcha she says can i call you though
1: and he says sure gives her his card mm-hmm. and he leaves so that there's definitely yeah. your suspicions confirmed that
0: they, they have yeah my absolutely but she's kind of put him off for the time right. being right
1: she's not sure so yeah. he leaves the other two sisters come out and they're like, "Was that a man? Did I hear? Did I hear a, a man's, man's voice?
0: voice?" All of a sudden, Phoebe turns into Blanche from Golden Girls. I have... I said I heard a man's voice out here. It was it was weirdly out of so character.
1: Odd. So they come out, and, and I think they're... they
0: even go, "Was that Andy?" So we know yeah. no, they so know they know, him know Andy.
1: Too. One last little detail is when the sisters come out, the detective is still within sight. There's a sh- there's a two shot of the cat looks at the detective and Ooh. kind of makes a little Yeah, Hiss. No.
0: When they will come out of the house, when Piper and Phoebe come out of the house, they're carrying the cat, mm-hmm. and Andy sees the cat and goes. Clearly, his brain goes. The last time I saw that cat, it was at a murder it was at scene. Martha
1: Stewart's house.
0: Why is it now at my ex girlfriend's house? Mm. I think he recognizes the cat, so, but he doesn't say anything about so, it. which seems weird. He should walk right back up right. and be like, "I'm I'm so sorry to interrupt." Um,
1: where did you get this cat?
0: Uh, I, I know we just had a real fun moment, and I'm not trying to push that. Right. But as a detective. Uh, I need to ask where you got that piece of evidence.
1: Yeah. Which he doesn't. <laughs> Which, and what do they
0: normally do with pets at crime scenes? I have no idea. Does the pe- Is the pet evidence? Is it taken into custody? Apparently this cat just was let roam free in the city.
1: And then Prue says, do witches date? What? And Piper says, yeah. And they get all the best boys.
0: <laughs> yeah. They usually get the most attractive guys. What are you basing that on? Was that in your book, Phoebe? Yeah.
1: So a little appendix. Kind of, oh, by the way, you yeah. can totally
0: date, and you'll get the hottest guys. Trust so me. So
1: they're they're kind of just having this like uh, fun little moment as the they porch, walk as into they, the house, yeah.
0: and they walk in and they say, you know, well, what are we gonna do? What's our life gonna mean from now on? Well, and Prue says, we're going to be wise, we're going to be sensible or something, and we're yeah. going to stick together. Yeah. And it's like, it's a moment of these three sisters have now they resolved have their... all of their problems and they are a team. And they Come all go inside.
1: On. And the last thing we see is Prue looks at the front door and closes it with, with telekinesis. Her <laughs> mind.
0: Yeah. It was funny because she's staring at the door kind of thoughtfully. And I'm like, oh, did we miss something about that front door? Is there some imagery in the stained yeah. glass? No, she's no. just... Thoughtfully, uh, can I close this door? I did just explode it, dude.
1: Cue the 90s style in credits music.
0: Not Man. by Nerf Herder, though. Lame. No.
1: But like a <laughs> not Nerf Herder track.
0: Yeah. And, and that's uh, the end of our show. What are our predictions for the rest of the show, or at least the first season?
1: I honestly think the the most the most, like interesting conflict that may happen is that you've got uh detective trudeau and he's interested in rekindling things with prue prue's interested in rekindling things with him prue has just straight up killed a dude with magic like she exploded him she doesn't seem at all bothered like i mean clearly he was evil but that's the guy that trudeau has been chasing for yeah however long
0: she she uh, meted out some cosmic justice but not the capital j justice of the sort that detective trudeau right. would like right so th- to... i
1: foresee that being a conflict there's going to become a moment i feel where he's going to figure out that magic is real the, the
0: fact that he's been established in the first uh, his first scene as being kind of familiar with the kind of occult stuff and not dismissive of it although he doesn't necessarily believe in it he's he's not dismissive like his right. partner and the fact that he sees that they have the cat but does not comment on it seemed to be suggesting here's going to be one of the major conflicts of the first season is they're going to start dating or maybe not right away, but they're going to keep running into each other and he's right. going to keep trying to get her to go out with him and he's going to keep seeing hints that they are magic. So I think one of the big reveals at the end of the first season is Andy finds out they're witches. Yes. Presumably there will be a big bad of the season, some sort of... But maybe not. You know what? Actually, first season, they might not have a big bad, considering yeah. that they neutralized Jeremy in this first episode.
1: I feel like end of the season is a reveal of not a specific big bad, but maybe they kind of get a, a more like a the villain organization or the villain uh, cult or whatever.
0: Jeremy does imply there are other warlocks who will come after them. Yes. So, so maybe. maybe that
1: becomes more specific by the end of the season. Yeah. Now that we're thinking about this in terms of a long, season-long arc, I think Morris... Trudeau's partner Uh is actually way hip to all the magical shit. And his hugely irrational denial of it is actually because he's trying to put the kibosh (laughs) on the whole topic. I think
0: you're giving the show too much credit. I think he's just poorly written, but (laughs) could go either way. I
1: could see that going that way, though, where you have this guy who's like, what? No, it's absolutely
0: nonsense. I'm actually a warlock.
1: Right. It was something that we noticed a lot, is like, wow, all of a sudden we know what a poppet is and we have a poppet and like yeah. but like did you prep this? Like how long did this take? I feel like we're missing twenty to thirty percent of the material that they originally shot for this pilot.
0: I don't. I don't think that they actually shot it. I think they wrote it. Well, because it was written at we, some point. This was part of the story. We did comment during while watching it. Gosh, they are really quick to accept all this stuff. But hey, they got forty-two minutes, and they have right. to be witches by the end of it. So they don't have it a lot was of time.
1: V- a very breezy pilot in terms <laughs> yeah. of the character arcs of of them accepting yeah, it.
0: Yeah, because they had to accept it. They had to set it up. Which honestly. I think they would have been better off just establishing that they went, oh, you know, those old family stories about us being witches. Ha ha ha. Right. Oh, shoot. It's real. Right. That would have been much more believable than we literally had no idea there were witches in our family. It's never even been suggested, but I guess we'll accept it. So I guess I'll travel back in time now and go tell the writers and yeah. the creators, hey, uh, heads up, this would make uh, the whole thing more believable. I think the only obvious ship here is Andy and Prue They're obviously. They haven't made it subtle. That's going to be the one of the main conflicts yes. of the first season. It's The cliff and the ship are the same thing in this case. Yes. And who knows? Maybe eventually Piper will meet somebody new. But I'm thinking that's going to be i I'm not gonna trusting Piper's two. dating
1: life currently.
0: That's going to be more later season for her right. to find somebody. It's, it's going to be all about Andy and Prue for the rest of the season.
1: I feel like the often men- they spend a lot of time mentioning dad.
0: Oh yeah, that's uh,
1: someone who's going to show up and be important later. Yeah,
0: they, they made it obvious that dad will eventually be showing up. I would have guessed not immediately, but we saw a, a screenshot on Netflix there's that a looked, thumbnail. There's a thumbnail of a of like an avuncular a looking guy that could be dad, or maybe not. I think the dad issue. If I was writing the show, I'd be like, all right, season one, the main issue. Andy and Prue, they're trying to start a relationship while keeping it secret that she's a witch and that falls apart and he eventually is brought into the fold by the end of the season. Dad would be a season two thing, but who knows? They might try to do both.
1: Hmm. All right, so that's Cliffs and Ships.
0: Yeah, that's Cliffs and Ships.
1: Final verdict.
0: Will you continue watching? Man, if I'm uh, on the couch eating a pizza and I just want some fluff on Netflix... There is a very strong chance I will continue watching this show.
1: I am kind of in the same position right now. Yeah. Like I I don't see myself immediately watching episode two. I feel like this is solid enough that I would at least watch a few more episodes. Yeah. Kind of like if I'm sick some rainy afternoon or something like that. It's definitely that. Uh yeah. it's going I'm not in like, that full. Oh man,
0: this show is amazing. I can't wait. It's not Buffy, okay, yeah. is the is the underlying but- The unspoken, the elephant in the room, this is not Buffy. I'm not like, oh, I'm super on board. I'm going to watch all of this. But it's cute in the way that there's so many shows that you would watch if they were just put in front of you. Yeah. This is one of those. It's the
1: Seinfeld of Supernatural television. I
0: never would have just clicked on the Charmed icon because no No. one has ever said to me, you never watched Charmed. It was freaking great. But now that I'm in, I'll probably watch some more of it. I might not ever finish it, or even get through the first season. It depends on how bad the future episodes
1: are. Right. Something that from sort of an ongoing writing standpoint is really appealing to me is the fact that they've built this universe very small. Even the the way Buffy begins, it's like, this is the Hellmouth. You are protecting the world from all dark... Like, immediately Buffy is the chosen one of all the world. These girls are witches but their universe is very small which i like because as a as a pilot this gives you a lot of room to grow or not grow
0: these are just three witches we haven't even been introduced to a lot of other people in their lives jeremy's been neutralized we've met this chef who will presumably be a recurring character as piper's boss but maybe not I hope they could so. absolutely retcon that guy into not a regular. There's some other people who right. work in this kitchen or something. We just have Andy and Morris, and Trudeau and Morris, and the three sisters. Mm-hmm. Maybe this French chef, and Roger. That's it. Those are our characters. It's a pretty. It's pretty small. They have a lot of room to grow. The other people, the other interactions in their life. We don't even know. Are there? We know there are other witches in the city because we met Martha Stewart Witch, but right. we don't know how organized they are. The, uh, Trudeau does point out she was a solo practitioner or mm-hmm. something like that. So we know there are occult shops in the city, but we don't know what the level is. Jeremy implied there are other warlocks, but he didn't say, I'm the Grand Warlock of the Warlock Union. He didn't right. establish anything. So it's this Small pilot, universe,
1: small stakes. Yeah,
0: This pilot has given them a lot of room to establish new things. It hasn't answered all the questions.
1: It sounds like we're both vaguely interested if we're yeah. bored sometime, yeah. but this is not like I must dig in and find out everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If it had been higher stakes and there had been more universe building, I might have been hooked more, but I understand why they didn't do that. Right. They wanted to give themselves room to grow from the pilot, which is actually a smart thing, I think, to do yeah. with the pilot. So as a pilot, I think it did its job. All it right. It established the universe. It made you interested. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our first official episode about Charmed. Hope you enjoyed it. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pilothouse Pod,
1: Or check out our website at PilothousePodcast.com.
0: So our next episode will be up on December 25th. It'll be about NCIS. If you've got any holiday travel planned or you need to get away from your family that day, we're here for you. Uh, you hang
1: out with us yeah. and, uh, you know, find out what was going on back in the early aughts.
0: Yeah, in the Navy with the crimes. The with the IS. Navy crimes.
1: <laughs>
0: Whatever that's about.
1: So, uh, yeah. Hope to see you then.
0: All right. Bye.
1: Bye. Pilot House Podcast is brought to you by Cat's Fur Mattresses. Look, you spend about a third of your life on your mattress.
0: Why shouldn't it be full of cat fur?